Welcome to Zichud Avsim, Mani Member by Avram Golder, and Tehim Masechus Kedushin, Tav Chav The first parak Isha Nignes. The Zichud Masechus Kedushin program has been generously sponsored as a schutz for Hachazakas Torah. So the three topics we're going to focus on. Number one, it was taught in a brisa. Yotzip B'Shein Va'ayin. A slave goes free for destruction of a tooth or eye. Roshe Evarim Shein V'Chosrim, or the ends of limbs which do not regenerate. A tooth and eye are written explicitly, and both had to be written to clarify that loss of a baby tooth does not set him free, and that the loss of an adult tooth does, despite his not being born with it. The Gemara explains that all other Roshe Avarim are derived from a claw, prat uklaw. Just as losing a tooth and an eye causes an exposed blemish and they do not regenerate, so too loss of all limbs which cause an exposed blemish and do not regenerate, a slave goes free when the master destroys them. The Gemara is that if so, a loss of function should also be required, similar to losing an eyesight and a tooth chewing. Yet a Bryce teaches that if his beard is pulled, dislocating a bone, he does go free. The Gemara concludes that this sequence is darshan as the more expansive Reba Umiyat Bariba and excludes only Hikahu Al-Yadu Vesamcha where he hit him on his hand and it withered, but will eventually return to health. Pointing to Abraza teaches that although a slave goes free if struck on the eye and blinded, or on the ear and deafened, but Neged Einove Einoroya, if he struck a place opposite his eye and shocked him, and now he can't see, or Keneged Aznove Shomeo, opposite his ear and now he can't hear, the slave does not go free. Rav Shemin objected to Rabashi about the implication that one is not high for damage through sand because Rami Bar Yechezkel said that a rooster which crowed into a glass vessel and broke it, the owner's chive, and Rav taught that a horse or donkey which damaged by neighing or braying, the owner's chive. Ravashi answered that a man damaged through sound is different. Since he's an intelligent being, he shocks himself by focusing on the sudden noise, and the producer of the noise is not responsible. This is demonstrated by a Bryce, which teaches that if someone frightens his fellow and injures him, meaning he shouts into his ear, deafening him, he's patu from paying under man's laws, meaning Basin will not compel him to pay, but he is chive according to heavenly law. And pointing with you, Bryce teaches that if the master was a doctor and the slave asked him to medicate his eye, and in the process, the master blinded him, the Tanakhama says, He laughs at the master and goes free. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, The Pasuk says, And he shall destroy, teaching, he does not go free, until the master intends to destroy the limb, but does not go free for unintentional destruction. The Rabban Darshan, this word for the law taught by Rabbi Oz in another b'risa, If he stretched his hand into a slave woman's womb to deliver her baby, and inadvertently blinded the fetus in her womb, he's not responsible because the word b'shichasa teaches, according to this opinion, that he must at least intend to act on the eye, even if he did not intend to damage it. So once again, the three points are number one. It was taught in a b'risa, a slave goes free, for destruction of a tooth or eye, or the ends of limbs which do not regenerate. A tooth and eye are written explicitly, and both had to be written to clarify that the loss of a baby tooth does not set him free, and that the loss of an adult tooth does, despite his not being born with it. The Gemara explains that all other Roshe Avarim are derived from a claw, prat uklaw, just as losing a tooth and an eye causes an exposed blemish and they do not regenerate, so too loss of all limbs which cause an exposed blemish and do not regenerate, a slave goes free when the master destroys them. The more is that if so, a loss of function should also be required, similar to losing an eyesight and a tooth chewing. Yet a Bryce teaches that if his beard is pulled, dislocating a bone, he does go free. The Gemara concludes that this sequence is darshan as the more expansive Reba Umiyat Bariba and excludes only Hikahu Al-Yadu where he hit him on his hand and it withered, but will eventually return to health. 
Point number two, Bryson teaches that although a slave goes free if struck on the eye and blinded, or on the ear and deafened, but neged enovein roya, if he struck a place opposite his eye and shocked him, and now he can't see, or can neged asnovein of shomeo, opposite his ear, and now he can't hear, the slave does not go free. Rav Shimon objected to Ravashi about the implication that one is not high for damage through sound, because Rami Bar Yecheskel said that a rooster which crowed into a glass vessel and broke it, the owner is chayv, and Rav taught that a horse or donkey which damaged by neighing or braying, the owner is chayv. Ravashi answered that a man damaged through sound is different. He came into Bardasu, he mibis nafshe. Since he's an intelligent being, he shocks himself by focusing on the sudden noise, and the producer of the noise is not responsible. This is demonstrated by a Bryce, which teaches that if someone frightens his fellow and injures him, meaning he shouts into his ear, deafening him, he's patu from paying under man's laws, meaning Basin will not compel him to pay, but he is chive according to heavenly law. And pointing with you, Bryce had teaches that if the master was a doctor and the slave asked him to medicate his eye, and in the process, the master blinded him, the Tanakhama says, He laughs at the master and goes free. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, The Pasuk says, And he shall destroy, teaching he does not go free, until the master intends to destroy the limb, but does not go free for unintentional destruction. The Rabban Darshan, this word for the law taught by Rabbah, in another b'risa. If he stretched his hand into a slave woman's womb to deliver her baby, and inadvertently blinded the fetus in her womb, he's not responsible because the word b'shichasa teaches, according to this opinion, that he must at least intend to act on the eye, even if he did not intend to damage it. All right, so now we go to Simadav Chavdalad, and her standard simon is a kad, a pitcher. A pitcher. So here goes. When the master threw the diamond-studded pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, it made such a loud noise that another slave lost his hearing, but didn't gain his freedom, and startled a doctor treating a servant's eye that he accidentally blinded him. Once again, it's emotion. When the master threw the diamond-studded pitcher, pitcher, that must be more than when the master threw the diamond-studded pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, which reminds us, it was taught in a bright say, a slave goes free for destruction of a tooth or eye, or the ends of limbs which do not regenerate. A tooth and eye are written explicitly, and both had to be written to clarify that the loss of a baby tooth does not set him free, and that the loss of an adult tooth does, despite his not being born with it. So, when the master threw the diamond-studded pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, it made such a loud noise that another slave lost his hearing, but didn't gain his freedom, which reminds us, O'Brice had teaches, although a slave goes free if struck on the eye and blinded, or on the ear and deafened, but neged enovein eroyev, if he struck a place opposite his eye and shocked him, and now he can't see, or can neged asnovein eroyev, opposite his ear, and now he can't hear, the slave does not go free. Ravashi explained that since a man is an intelligent being, he shocks himself by focusing on the sudden noise, and the producer in the noise is not responsible. So when the master threw the diamond-sided pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, it made such a loud noise that another slave lost his hearing, but didn't gain his freedom, and startled the doctor treating a servant's eye that he accidentally blinded him. Which reminds us, so Bryce had teaches that if the master was a doctor and the slave asked him to medicate his eye, and in the process the master blinded him, the Tanakhama says, Seek He laughs at the master and goes free. Rabbi Shimon Gamliel says, the Pasuk says, And he shall destroy it, teaching he does not go free until the master intends to destroy the limb, but does not go free for unintentional destruction. So once again, when the master threw the diamond-sided pitcher at the slave, knocking out his tooth and setting him free, it made such a loud noise that another slave lost his hearing, but didn't gain his freedom, and startled a doctor treating his servant's eye that he accidentally 
blinded him. All right, so now it's time for four blabach chazara. Dav Chav. So the Simmer Dav Chav is a cafe. So here goes. In the diamond-studded slave market cafe, cafe, that must be more than Dav Chav. In the diamond-studded slave market cafe, where one slave who went up in value was joyously redeemed for his original purchase price, which reminds us who was taught in a price if an Evid Evi was sold for a mana, which is 100 zuz, and his value subsequently increased and reached 200 zuz, he can be redeemed for a mere mana based on the Pasuk Mekesabink Nasot from the money of his purchase, implying redemption according to his purchase price. If he was sold for 200 and his value subsequently depreciated and reached a mana, he's still redeemed for a mana based on the Pasuk Kifishanab according to his years, implying redemption according to current value. So, in the diamond-studded slave market cafe, where one slave who went up in value was joyous redeemed for his original purchase price, sat a sad slave who ended up sold to an idolater because he repeatedly sold Shemitah products and it was Nasul Kehetter, which reminds us, Rabbi Yossi Bar says, Bore Kamakasha Vakosho Shviz. Come and see how severe is the dust of Shviz, meaning the lesser prohibition. He proceeds to list, based on the sequence of Psukim, a series of financial hardships that will befall someone who does business with Shemitah products and doesn't repent and reflects Rabuna's principle. Kevin Sha'avar Adam Avera Bashanaba. Once a person commits a sin and repeats it, who truly it becomes permitted to him, which the Gemara explains to mean, Nasis it becomes to him as if it's permitted, since he became accustomed to violating it. So, in the diamond-studded slave market cafe, where one slave who went up in value was joyously redeemed for his original purchase price, sat a sad slave who ended up sold to an idolater because he repeatedly sold Shemitah produce, and it was Nasis Lokaheter who was told by a waiter that he could not be redeemed. In halves, which reminds us, the more discusses if an Evid Evi sold to an adult can be redeemed by halves, which means can he reduce half his remaining term by paying half the redemption price. Daf Chaf Alf. So the similar Daf Chaf Alf is a car because Bostonians pronounce car Ka. So here goes. The family in the Ka, Ka, that must be on Daf Chaf Alf. The family in the Ka who drove up to the house in a walled city to redeem it, but were told they couldn't because they were the seller's relatives, which reminds us, the Gemara brings a discussion that Bate Arichoma can be redeemed by relatives, Rav Shesha says, they cannot. So the family in the Ka who drove up to the house in a walled city to redeem it, but were told they couldn't because they were the seller's relatives, were horrified when a master approached pulling his evid and wanted to do ritzia with a metal instrument into the car door, which reminds us of Bryce records of Malchokas regarding what is included in the Torah's requirement of ritzia, boring the ear of the evid ivri who wishes to remain. Rabbi Yossi bar Rabbi Yudin includes wooden instruments such as a peg or thorn based on the word ulakachta, and you shall take. Well, Rabbi was called Davr Shenikach B'yad to include anything which is taken by hand. He bases his opinion on the more expansive form of drasha of Riba Mir Riba. Rabbi requires a metal instrument similar to the All of the Torah, basing his opinion on the less inclusive Klal Prat Uklal. So, the family in the Ka, who drove up to the house in a walled city to redeem it, but were told they couldn't because they were the seller's relatives, were horrified when a master approached pulling his evid and wanted to do ritzia with a metal instrument into their car door. Well, the Evid vehemently objected, saying he was a Kohen and would make him a Baal Moon, which reminds us, Yudin Baribi taught that the piercing is done in the earlobe. The Chamin respond, Ain Evid Ivri Kohen Nirzim if nation nasa Baal Moon. The law is that an Evid Ivri who is a Kohen cannot become a Nirzim because he would thereby become a Baal Moon, possessing a disqualifying defect. If you say only the earlobe is pierced, how would he become a Baal Moon? Rather, the piercing must be in the upper portion of the ear. The Gemara later explains that the Kohen cannot become a Baal because the Torah says, Veshavel Mishpachto, and he shall return to his family. Mukhsak should be Mishpachto, teaching returns to his former position in his family. Dav Chav Beis, so the Sim Dav Chav Beis is a cab. So here goes. The cab driver, cab, that must be one Dav 
Chabez. The cab driver from Diamond Cabs, who dropped off a delicious lunch of bread made from fine flour and aged wine for the Evid Ivri, who was loved by his master, which reminds us, a Bryson teaches, the Pusik says, Ki tovlo imach, for it was good for him with you teaching. Imach b'machol, imach b'mishta. He should be with you in food and with you in drink. You should not eat bread of fine flour. While the Evid eats bread of poor quality, you shouldn't drink aged wine while he drinks inferior new wine. And you should not sleep on a mattress while he sleeps on straw. Based on this, it was said, Kona Evid Ivri, Kona Adun Atzman. Anyone who acquires a servant is as if he acquired a master for himself. So the cab driver from Diamond Cabs, who dropped off a delicious lunch of bread made from fine flour and aged wine for the Evid Ivri, who was loved by his master, and seated at a table right next to the bloody door and doorpost, where he'd become a neart. So which reminds us, the Gemara discusses why the ear of the Evid Ivri is pierced and why by a doorpost. Two different drushes are brought. One is Amar Kosh Baruch Hu. Baruch Hu said, Delis and Mezuzah, Sheedim and Mitzrayim, the door and doorpost, which were witnesses in Mitzrayim when I skipped over the lintel and two doorposts of Jewish homes, and I said, Kili B'nei Yisrael Avadim, for to me B'nei Yisrael are servants, Lo Avadim, Lo Avadim, and not servants of other servants, but with Zaysim, Avdus Lecheres, and I took them out from slavery to freedom, yet this one went and acquired a master for himself, Yeratz B'fnam, his ear should be pierced before them. So the cab driver from Diamond Cabs, who dropped off a delicious lunch of bread made from fine flour and aged wine for the Evid Ivri, who was loved by his master, and seated at a table right next to the bloody door and doorpost, where he'd become a nirtza, came to pick up the master who was lifting an Evid Kanani he had just acquired with Agba, which reminds us. The next Mishnah states, An Evakanani may be acquired with money, a document, or chazaka. Brisa adds that he may be acquired with chalipin, and Shmuel says he may be acquired with Mashiach, drawing him near. Atan and Abraisa holds that if he lifts a slave, he doesn't acquire him, but Rabbi Shimon disagrees. Chazaka should not be better for acquiring anything than lifting it. For lifting acquires in every place and can acquire slaves as well. Dav Chav Gimel, so the similar Dav Chav Gimel is Kugelach. So here goes. The diamond level Kugelach champ, Kugelach, that must more on Dav Chav Gimel. The diamond level Kugelach champ, who wanted to free himself from slavery using his earnings, from winning the competition, which reminds us three opinions are brought regarding freeing a slave with money or a star through himself or another, a bundle, that an evid can even free himself with personal money because they hold he can own money. So the diamond level Kugelach champ, who wanted to free himself from slavery using his earnings, from winning the competition, since the person who was supposed to receive his get shechor was delayed with a flat tire, which reminds us, Rabbi Shimon Lezer says a slave cannot receive his get shechor, but we learn that he can make a shechor to accept it on his behalf. This law is derived from a woman, so just as she can make a shaliach, a slave can as well. So the diamond-level kugelach champ, who wanted to free himself from slavery using his earnings from winning the competition, since the person who was supposed to receive his get shechur was delayed with a flat tire, told his master he can use his earnings, since they were given on condition that he goes free with them, which reminds us, and the Mishnah of Mir said that a slave cannot free himself with his own money, and the Rabbans say he can. The Gemara suggests Romero holds a slave has no acquisition without his master who automatically acquires anything given to a slave and holds the same regarding a married woman and the Rabbanon hold that a slave can independently own what is given to him. We learn that even the Rabbanon agree that ordinarily a slave cannot independently own anything. Rabbi Lezer explains the cases where someone gave the slave money and said this is given on condition you go free with it and they argue if this condition is effective. All right, so now it's time to conclude with a pop quiz of 10 questions. Number one, which stuff do Malchuk is if a slave can free himself with money? And Rabbi says, the Malchuk says one gives the Evid money on condition that he goes free with it. That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good. Number two, 
which definitely have two drushes which explain why the ear of the Evet is pierced and why it's done by a doorpost. That's on Dov. Chabez. Good number three. Which of the one is is whether one needs destructive intent to make the Evet lose an iron tooth for the Evet to gain his freedom. That's on Dov. Chavdalot. Good number four. Which definitely when an Evikane cannot accept a get shikhur for himself, but he can make someone a shaliach to accept it on his behalf. That's on Dav. Chav Gimel. Good number five. Which definitely when Rav Shesha says that Bati Arachoma cannot be redeemed by relatives. That's on Dav. Chav Alav. Good number six. Which definitely when an Evikane goes free for the loss of his iron tooth or the destruction of any of the Roshi Avarim. That's on Dav. Chavdal. Good number seven. Which Dafti Malchok is when an Evid Ivri can be sold twice? That's on Dav. Yodchas. Good number eight. Which Dafti Malchok is regarding freeing an Evid with money or a star in the Rabban hold? He can free himself with his personal money. That's on Dav. Chav Gemel. Good number nine. Which of the one if the master struck a place opposite his Evid Kanani's ear and the noise shocked the Evid and he went deaf, he does not go free? That's on Dav. Chavdalot. Good. Number 10. Which stuff when a master must provide his ever with food, drink, and sleep in the way the master is accustomed? That's on Dav. Chavbez. Excellent. That concludes the day's shir. This is Rabbi Ram Gwaltar from Zichu. Wishing you a great day and great learning.